What's up, friends? Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. Today, you only get me, you guys. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but hopefully that's going to be okay. This is going to be sort of a short podcast because I'm just going to update you a little bit on what's going on in my life, things that are making me tick, things that are helping me to be creative, and um, just where the Lord has had me over the last couple of weeks. So we're just going to dive in, and hopefully you guys are able to take a little bit of encouragement from today's recording. So many of you know, if you follow me at all, or if we're friends at all, that we have opened up our home to a little Uh, We have a little four-year-old in our home in foster care, and it's been quite amazing, quite in a journey. Um, It, quite in a journey, well, kind kind of in a journey, but a journey. And um, it's really been super kind of wonderful in a lot of ways, challenging in a lot of ways, and um, sometimes even just flat difficult, but it's been so, so good. And I think in that the Lord has had me focused and really a lot of people around me focused on our yes. Uh, We have a community group at our house and this past week we were talking about our, our best yes, essentially. I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but most definitely about what our yes is in our life that the Lord has us in. And it was funny because I was just that morning before we, we sat down in my living room, which by the way, there was 46 people. I said 47. There was 47 people in my living room last night. And I thought Jerry was crazy whenever he asked for everybody to be in the living room at the same time. But he carries such an authority with him. If you don't know Jerry Holman, you need to know Jerry Holman. (laughs) I kind of teased the first time I met him and was like, I feel like you're looking through to my soul. Because he looks with you, he looks at you with such intentionality and just purposeful and with love. And I, anyway, so Jerry said everybody needed to be in the living room. So if you can imagine, we're all sitting in the living room together and Jerry's sharing his heart. And as we were talking, and the kids were dismissed at, at one point, but as we were talking, uh, Priscilla, love her so much, was sharing her heart. We got to talking about our yeses. And I shared with them that just that morning I had wrote in my, um, in my journal about yes, because I was listening to John Maxwell. He recently wrote a book called change your world. So if you have not read that book or listen to that book, cause we all know I'm not a reader. I'm a listener. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do a read along and have the book while it's reading to me on audible. I'll read it, but yeah. I'm awful in that regard, but I was listening to Change Your World by John Maxwell, and he talked about living on the other side of yes, and how we can't get to, and this is my thoughts on what he was saying, but we can't get to the other side of yes until we say yes. And oftentimes, the yes that the Lord has before us is so daunting and so scary in a lot of ways. And oftentimes, too, we don't know what our our best yes is because we can say yes to so many things and get busy 
under Satan's yoke, get busy and ultimately off of where the Lord, off a track of where the Lord has us or desires for us to go because we can get so distracted with all the things around us. We can get distracted with the busyness. So in order to get on the other side of yes, we have to first say yes to the right things, to the God things, right? But I was kind of thinking about it um, a little deeper, a little further, and I what I wrote down, and I'll just sort of read it to you a little bit, but not just on the other side of yes, but living in the yes. This has been a struggle for me if for pretty much most of the life that I can remember to live and be where I am. And I've shared that with you guys before, but being present where I'm present and being in my yes, rather than looking for the next yes, There is something to be said about being advantageous and being um, proactive and a dreamer and an, an initiator and a leader and all of those things. But oftentimes that can be a blessing and a curse because with those things, I'm also looking for the next thing. And I don't necessarily spend the time that I need to spend in the yes that I am in. So all of that to say where I am right now in this foster journey, which is just one, one little silo, and it's not a silo because all these silos run together, right? But it's one silo of my life that I'm spending so much time in right now, and I want to be. I want to be in that yes. I don't want to miss the little things. I don't want to miss the whisper of the Lord. Oftentimes... God is not going to scream over the chaos in our life. He will wait for us to get still and he will wait for us to get silent so that we can hear his still small voice. But I oftentimes jump to the next chaotic thing. So I'm not doing that this time. I'm going to sit in this yes. And I may have shared, I'm not sure, um, about just this picture of me sitting in the dirt playing with a little and it was before the little that we have in our home now I had this picture of just sitting in the dirt playing with my little for for hours you know and not having my phone out not having um, the distractions going on around me not being pulled in other different directions not thinking about how I'm going to plan the next event or who's going to be wherever like none of those things not looking or planning or thinking about any of those things, just being in the dirt with my little, you know, and that's what I'm doing. So it takes so much intentionality. I have to tell you, it's practice for me. It takes, um, it, it really takes work for me to be present where I am. And I, I say that almost with, um, a shame behind it because I never want to take away from the value that people bring in my life and the value that time spent with people brings in my life. But it is a challenge for me to, to just stop and be where I am. And so quite literally, even today we have a visit and I had to plan out. So let me back up. I've been practicing the the perfect calendar, I think is what it's called. My my boss and friend, Heather Smurl, introduced me to this. And I will tell you that I was kicking and screaming the whole way that she was telling me to implement this in my life. And essentially what it is, is if you can imagine a spreadsheet, right, which is what I use, 
a spreadsheet and you have every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and however you want to slice that up. And then you have on the opposite, that's at the top. And then at the opposite side going down um, vertically, you have time slots, right? So you start at whatever time starts for you, but mine starts at 5.30 a.m. And so you start there and you go down and you're basically breaking down 30 minute increments of your day. For me, it's 30 minutes. Some people it's an hour. Some people it's 45 minutes, whatever. But for me, it's every 30 minutes of my day breaking it down. And it's not that I'm filling every, because I worked so hard not to fill every single second of my day. And I never, ever wanted to get back to that again. Okay. And I'm not getting back to that. So hear me out. What I've done is I've been able to focus on what's important. So I have color-coded the things in my life. So I have um, foster is important in my life. My family, which is part of this foster journey, is important in my life and takes precedence in my life. Ministry, outreach takes precedence in my life, and I have a focus on that. Uh, Jane Around the World takes a focus in my life, and I have and I have um, a, a, a a focus on that. We want, we grow where we are watering. Right. And so, um, so there's different, there's different sections, high point being my job, um, my career and my livelihood has a focus in my life. And so I have color coded different time slots of the day to focus on these different things. And they look different. Sometimes with my work, I'll have a proposal or sometimes I'll be working on cleaning up emails or sometimes I'll be working on a project or whatever that looks like. And if I know I'm going to time block that, you know, certain time of the day for that, I'm very intentional and protective and guarding that time. I don't know why my phone keeps ringing. I'm sorry. I have it on silent, but it doesn't want to stop. Um, so I, I'm particular about guarding that time. And I've also done that in the other areas of my life with, with foster and outreach and what have you. And so today I blocked out time to go and play at the park before we, um, we had a bio visit, a visit with our, with our parents. So it was very intentional time of we're going to be at the park playing together and not focused on anything other than playing at the park. Before, that would have been so difficult for me. It would have been so difficult for me to put, put aside my phone, put aside um, the thoughts that my, my head just runs with, you know, and to just really focus on playing the floor is lava, <laughs> okay? Being focused on getting in the pirate ship and running away from the crocodile. And I will have you know, that in this time, if you can picture, we're, we're in the park, we're playing, she and I are sitting on a little bench, and um, this other little boy walks up, and he's talking about the crocodile that, and there is quite literally a crocodile, a fake crocodile over to the side, and part of the, part of the playground looks like, a, looks like a pirate ship, and he's yelling, the crocodile's coming. The crocodile's coming. Well, there's other kids that are on the in the playground, and he runs up the the side to get in the the captain's portion of the ship or what have you. And my little's just kind of watching this happen. He runs up, and he starts yelling from the top, 
the crocodile's coming. Everybody take safety. Everybody take safety. And all these other little kids started rallying around, right? Some of them are running into the, the, the part of the ship that we're on. Some of them are going up the stairs to be where he is to help lead the, the trail. Everybody engaged. Everybody stopped where they were and engaged in the play that we were having in that moment and built relationship in that moment of just being present where we were, not being distracted by whatever it was that was going. And I know that we're talking about playing on a playground, you guys, but it's so much bigger than that. We would not have had the conversations with, with the kids that we had on the playground if we had not all engaged, if we had not had a leader A little four-year-old little boy leader that says, the crocodile is coming. The crocodile is coming, right? You've got to take safety. If we would not have had a leader to stand up and say that this is what was happening. Everybody come alongside me. Everybody get on the boat. Everybody come together. We wouldn't have been in that moment. We wouldn't have had that community. We wouldn't have had that fellowship. We ultimately would not have made those memories if we wouldn't have been in our yes. And so that's my challenge to you guys today is to be in your yes. Yes, we want to get on the other side of the yes so that we can get to the next yes, but we really have to be in the yes that we're in right now. One of the things that I wrote is, um, so just to back up, not just, not just yes on the other, getting on the other side of yes, but living in the yes. We don't just say yes to check off a box right? Because that's where I used to live. I used to live in a place that I would say yes to things, to check off the box, to get to the next box, to say yes to something else, to check off the box, to say yes to something else. But ultimately, leap or step or fall sometimes into the next step with God. Follow as he leads, you guys. You want to be an imitator of Christ such that people want to follow you as you lead, as you're following him, right? And we want to be so closely uh, imitating Christ that it's even hard to see the difference between us. And I know that's a bold statement and, and, and Paul said it best, but we want to be so, so much like Christ that it's even hard to tell the difference. So we think that we think sometimes of, of following as a negative or a bad thing, but following when we are following the Lord is one of the, the best things but also the hardest things that we can do in our life to imitate him, to mimic him, to do as he does, to say yes. When he says to say yes and to be in that yes, sometimes is the most difficult thing. And when we say yes to the Lord, you guys, the reason that it is so difficult is because when we say yes to the Lord, we say no to ourselves. We say no to our flesh. And that is hard. There is scripture after scripture, and I'm going to read some of them. I mean, you guys know, you can simply Google dying to self scripture and you will come, there's probably 15 scriptures that will come up, but Galatians 20, I'm sorry, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus, the Son of God, said yes. He said the ultimate yes. And it was a yes for us. And he lived in that yes as he walked this earth. 
And he lived in that yes as he hung on the cross. And ultimately, because of his yes, we get to live on the other side of his yes. And we get to be the yes for him now. We get to embody the kingdom of God everywhere that we go and bring heaven to earth because of Jesus's yes. Can I get an amen on that? Like without his yes, we wouldn't be able to live in the yeses that we have here. Luke 9, 23, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. What does that mean? You know, sometimes whenever I, as I've been kind of focusing on this yes, that cross is often the yes that we are in. Because the yeses aren't always easy. The yeses aren't always beautiful. The yeses are not always light. But in him, in him they are. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. And whenever we are following him, our cross, our yes can be light as well. It may not feel like it all the time. It may not feel like the best yes when we are in it. But as long as we are following the yes that he has for us, it is the right yes. You guys are going to have to forgive me and show me grace on this phone ringing thing because it's on silent. I don't know what to tell you. Um, John 12, I'm sorry, Galatians 5, 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its uh, passions and desires. This is what I mean by when we are saying yes to Jesus, when we are living in our yes, we are saying no to ourselves. We are saying no to the world. And are you willing to say no to yourself? Are you willing to say no to the world to be able to live in the yes that, that the Lord has for you? Really think about that. Are you willing to say no to yourself, to the desires of your flesh, to be able to say yes to the Lord and yes to the yes that he has before you? You guys, I realize that it's not, um, this is a daily battle. It's a daily yes. It's a daily saying no to the things that distract us from our ultimate plan and our ultimate path. It's surrounding ourselves with other yes sayers. It's surrounding ourselves with like-minded people, but also be willing to say yes on the platform in front of the people that don't agree, right? To rally people around you and your cause, just like this little boy did whenever he was on the ship. <laughs> I mean, this is what it's about. We say yes to ourselves. Oh, we say yes to ourselves. Well, no. We say yes to Jesus and the yes that he has before us to say no to the to ourselves and to the world uh, and the things of the world. So you guys, I, I hope that you find some encouragement in this today. I know that it was short. It was brief. Um, but it's just what the Lord kind of laid on my heart lately. And um, you guys be praying for us. Pray for our family as I'm praying for all of you each, each time before we we start to record, I I say a little prayer um, for the listeners. And so if there's anything specific that you need me praying for you about, please reach out to me. I I want to to go before the Lord in prayer petition for each of you as you go for for me and my family um, in this foster journey and in in all the things that the Lord knows. Um, So I just thank you. I thank you for journeying this life with me. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being a part of my story and being willing to... um, to just live and be 
in your yes. So until next time, you guys, just know that you are so very, very loved.